the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, God will say this to every nation. The end has come. Every nation will have an end. Because the Bible tells us that one day Jesus Christ will return to the earth and establish his kingdom on the earth and he will rule as king over all of the nations. So every nation will have an end. Every government will have an end to it. Every, every country's time will come. The nation of Israel had a false sense of security. They never truly believed that God would ever actually carry out judgment on them. They never thought they'd be destroyed. Yet that false confidence gave them a stubborn pride that stopped them from repenting. Today, Pastor Dan will explain how all nations never really think they'll face judgment. They feel their strength as a nation will always protect them. Yet, like Israel, every nation will one day hear the end has come. Repentance is necessary before this reckoning happens. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be back in Ezekiel. Uh, So if you want to turn with me in your Bible to Ezekiel chapter 7. And uh, I I hope that you're enjoying our Ezekiel study. I'm enjoying teaching it and and following along with you as we go through the book of Ezekiel. And I hope it's a, a blessing to you as well. Well, as you know, Ezekiel was a prophet uh, to the Israelites that were in the captivity in Babylon. Uh, We saw in chapters 4 and 5 that God had Ezekiel act out his message or illustrate his message uh, kind of like through charades, you know, acting it out before the people. Uh, And that got the people's attention. And after he got the people's attention, then in chapter 6, God had Ezekiel speak to the people. And also in chapter 7 that we come to tonight, Ezekiel speaks to God God's people in the captivity in Babylon. And God's message to them is that judgment is coming to Jerusalem and Judah. Judgment is coming to Jerusalem and Judah. Now, remember, we've talked about this before, but there were also false prophets and false teachers in Babylon that were telling the people that the captivity will end soon, Uh, We'll all be going back home to Judah and Jerusalem soon. Nothing's going to happen to Jerusalem. Uh, God's going to protect Jerusalem. All of this will be over quickly. And the people believed the false prophets because they liked the false prophets' message better. 
Uh, e- even today, people like a feel-good message. Uh, and, and, and so you had the people that were believing the false prophets. And the people also had kind of this false confidence or this false sense of security because they believed that God would never allow something to happen to Jerusalem or the temple that was there in, in Jerusalem. And in their minds, God would never allow Jerusalem to be destroyed. And God would never allow his temple in Jerusalem to be destroyed. It's just never going to happen. And for us, uh, it maybe would be similar to believing that the White House will never be destroyed. And in our minds, the only way the White House could be destroyed is if our, our nation falls. Uh, and that was the mind of the Jewish people in Ezekiel's day. The only way Jerusalem uh, and the temple could be destroyed is if our whole nation fell and God's never going to allow that to happen. Uh, so they had this false sense of security about Jerusalem and the temple. You know, in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus spoke of the destruction of the temple in his day, uh, the disciples immediately assumed that it would happen at the end of the world. And they began to ask Jesus questions about the end of the world. It just seemed impossible otherwise to the disciples. And again, for those Jewish people in captivity that Ezekiel is ministering to, they refused to believe that Jerusalem or the temple could ever fall. And so they had this false confidence. But God had Ezekiel prophesy about the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple at the hands of the Babylonians. The Babylonians were the instrument that God used to bring his destruction and to bring his judgment against the Jewish people, against his people. And so now we pick it up in verse 1, where it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, As you, son of man, thus, and you, son of man, thus says the Lord God to the land of Israel, an end, the end has come upon the four corners of the land, or the entire land. Not just the southern kingdom of Judah, but the entire land of Israel. God says the end has come. That's his message to the nation. The end has come. Five times in this chapter, God speaks of the end. Three times he says, it has come. That's the message to Israel. The end has come. You know, God will say this to every nation. The end has come. Every nation will have an end. Because the Bible tells us that one day Jesus Christ will return to the earth and establish his kingdom on the earth and he will rule as king over all of the nations. So every nation will have an end. Every government will have an end to it. Every, every country's time will come. So too every individual. Every individual has an end. Everyone has an appointed time on this earth. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And then comes the judgment. The Bible says that that we all have an end. You know, 10 out of 10 of us will die. The statistics are remarkable. We all have an end. 
We, we all have a, a, a set time on the earth. That's why it's important for us to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation and have our sins forgiven so that when we come to the end, when the end comes for us, God accepts us into heaven. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. So God announces an end. The end has come in verse 3. Now the end has come upon you and I will send my anger against you. I will judge you according to your ways and I will repay you for all your abominations. Now, when God made a covenant with the children of Israel, He, he promised them blessings. Blessings if they loved Him with all of their heart, and if they walked in His ways and obeyed His commandments. See, God desired a relationship with His people, and He desired to bless them, just as God desires a relationship with every person. God desires to bless each of us. But as you know, Israel was unfaithful to God. They worshipped other gods, and they went after other gods. In chapter 6, God said of Israel, they have unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. You know, they, they, they had a wandering eye. Any idol that came along, they, they went after it. They, they began to worship it. And when the Lord God made His covenant with the children of Israel, He warned them of the consequences of their unfaithfulness. And they agreed to the covenant. They knew the terms of the covenant and they agreed to it. They, they knew what the consequences were. And so now God says in verse 3, I will judge you according to your, your ways. You weren't faithful to me. You broke our covenant. You weren't faithful to our covenant. And so I will judge you accordingly. In verse 4 he goes on, my eye will not spare you, nor will I have pity, but I will repay your ways and your abominations will be in your midst. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God says, I'm not going to spare you. I'm not going to go easy on you. I'm not going to have pity on you. Remember, for decades and decades and decades at this point, God has been warning the children of Israel to repent of their idolatry and turn back to Him and, and, and return back to the covenant and keep the covenant that they made with each other. And so now they're at the point of judgment and God says, my eye will not spare you. I'm not going to have any pity on you. I'll repay your ways and your abominations will be in your midst. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And this is God's purpose. God wants them to know that He is the Lord. And through the judgment that will come upon the people of Israel, they will know that the Lord, Jehovah, is their God and not not these idols. These idols are no gods at all. You know, in my, in my morning reading time, you know, I read in the Bible every morning, and in my morning reading time, I'm currently going through the book of Exodus. Uh, and in the book of Exodus, God sends Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh uh, and, and tells Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord. 
let my people go. And Pharaoh responds by saying, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? So Pharaoh asks this question, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? Well, then through the ten plagues, the Lord answered Pharaoh's question. The Lord showed Pharaoh who he is. The Lord answered his question, who who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? And the Lord showed Pharaoh who he is through the plagues. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Those plagues were judgments against Egypt's gods, Egypt's deities. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they came to the Red Sea, God told Moses, He will deliver Israel and He will drown Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. And God said, Then the Egyptians, not Pharaoh, but then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. God used those judgments to show the Egyptians who he is. That he is the Lord. That he's the one true God. And God will use this judgment upon Israel at the hands of the Babylonians. To show Israel that he is their Lord. That he is God. And that he keeps his word. He he told them before he even brought them into the land that this would happen if they turned to idols. So he's showing them that he's the Lord and that he keeps his word. Verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord God, a disaster, a singular disaster. Behold, it has come. This is describing the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And and God describes it as a disaster, a singular disaster. Now this phrase means that disasters will come one right after another after another. Right on the heels of the previous disaster, another disaster will come so that it will seem like one singular disaster. The people of Jerusalem will be reeling from one disaster when the next one hits. And they'll be reeling from that disaster when another one hits. And it will be one disaster upon another before they can even recover from the previous disaster. You know, we have had a very, very, very small taste of that over the last few months. With just one thing after another, after another, after another. You know, just kind of coming upon us and coming upon the world. 
But that's how it will be. But to a much greater degree, when the Babylonians lay siege to the city of Jerusalem, it will be disaster after disaster after disaster. You know, the Bible tells us uh, that at the end of this present age, there will be the seven-year tribulation period when God pours out His wrath upon this earth. And God judges this earth. And He's going to judge the earth in a series of judgments. And if you remember from our study of Revelation, uh, there'll be the seven seal judgments, followed by the seven trumpet judgments, followed by the seven bowl judgments. And these judgments will happen one right after the other throughout the course of the tribulation period so that it will seem like one big, long judgment, one singular judgment, all of these judgments coming in rapid succession after each other. That's how it will be in Jerusalem when the Babylonians lay siege to the city. A disaster, a singular disaster. A disaster upon disaster. Behold, it will come. An end has come, verse 6. It has dawned for you. Behold, it has come. God says here that the day of judgment has, has dawned. The day is here. He's been warning them and warning them and warning them for years and years and years. They've ignored his warning. They've scoffed at his warning. And finally, now the day has come when the judgment comes upon the land. They ignored his warnings. They refused to repent and turn back to God. And finally, God says, behold, the day is here. Behold, it has come. Verse 7 Doom has come to you, you who dwell in the land. The time has come. A day of trouble is near and not of rejoicing in the mountains. If you remember from last week, they worshipped their idols in the mountains, in the high places, on the mountains. And God says now, hey, this is, you're gonna, this is not a time of rejoicing in the mountains. You're not doing that now because the day has come. Verse 8, now upon you I will soon pour out my fury and spend my anger upon you. I will judge you according to your ways. I will repay you for all your abominations. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. I will repay you according to your ways and your abominations will be in your midst. Then you shall know that I am the Lord who strikes Not just I am the Lord, but I am the Lord who strikes. Jehovah who strikes, who smites. The Bible has a lot of different names for God. You know, uh, the the God who provides, uh, the God of peace. But here, here He is, the God who strikes. Jehovah who strikes, the Lord who strikes. He strikes sinners. He smites sinners. But instead of striking us for our sin that we deserve, God instead struck His own Son on the cross of Calvary. He's the God who strikes, but He didn't strike us. He struck His Son instead on the cross. Isaiah 53.10 says, It pleased the Father to bruise Him, speaking of Jesus. You know, God didn't wink at our sin. 
God didn't turn a blind eye to our sin. He he didn't simply ignore our sin. No, he's the God who strikes and he struck his own son in our place as our substitute. Jesus was struck down on the cross for our sins so that we don't have to be struck down by the God who strikes. So that we can be forgiven. So that we can be reconciled to God. Have peace with God. Look at verse 10. Behold the day. Behold it has come. Doom has gone out. The rod has blossomed. Pride has budded. Violence has risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain. None of their multitude. None of them. Nor shall there be wailing for them. God God says, He he describes this uh, this judgment here of Israel. And He says Israel is like, like a rod that has blossomed. Like a plant that has blossomed. In other words, her her sin has come to fruition. She's ripe for judgment, we might say. She's ripe for judgment. You know, Jesus used a similar illustration in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 24 when He said, Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. He says, when you see the fig tree begin to put forth leaves, you, you know the time of judgment is drawing near. That, that she's appro- approaching the time of judgment. She's almost ripe for judgment. And here in Ezekiel, the Lord says the rod is blossoming. The time for judgment has come. She's ripe. She's ready. God has been patient. God has been long-suffering with Israel. God has pleaded with her. God has sent prophet after prophet after prophet to her to try to plead with her and persuade her to turn back. And she has refused. And so now the time has come. Time has come. Listen, the Bible says that God will not always strive with a man. He's not willing that any would perish, but all would come to repentance and salvation. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked And at the same time, he will not always strive with a man. There's there's a limit. He's he's long-suffering. He's patient. But there is a limit to it. There's a line. And here God says, your time is up. I'm done striving with you. I'm done wrestling with you. Your time's up. He's waited long enough. You know, in Isaiah chapter 5, God says to Jerusalem, what more could I have done for you? (laughs) What more could I have done for you? God gave them every opportunity to repent and be saved, and He was patient with them and long-suffering with them, but but He's not going to strive forever with them. And their time's up. You know, the same is true for individuals. You're watching this and, and you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ. You've never taken that step of putting your faith in Christ. I want you to know that God gives us opportunity to repent of our sins and believe on Jesus Christ for salvation. But He's not going to strive with us forever. He's not going to strive with you forever about this decision. He asked me how I know now. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.